This is the motherfucking Blunt Doctor Show. On a Wednesday, as it was and it always should be. And this one may be posted on a Thursday, but it was recorded on a Wednesday and that's what matters. And today is the triumphant return of B. And we are very excited about that. And I have a couple of topics I want to dive into sports-wise before we hit that. But before we do any of those things, we must do the important obligatory part. And we must drag Republicans through the fucking mud. Now, I have not been back recently because my personal life demanded my attention and I have been focused on those pursuits which were about my personal life and there have been a lot of topics I considered discussing in the return to the show I take a break every now and then we're well used to it I return and I fire on all cylinders when I return and there was of course multiple shootings because in America there's a shooting to talk about every single day. Oh God, thank God for the news, right? And of course, after one of these shootings in Tennessee, one of uh, the lawmakers in Tennessee, and I don't know what his name or rank was, and I'm certainly not gonna give him the respect of learning because he doesn't deserve it. But his comment was, and the first thing he said was, well, we're not gonna do anything in terms of passing new laws to you know, deal with the constant shootings in this country. And he said, we're not going to do anything. And my daddy told me, because when grown men refer to their fathers as my daddy, you know, that you can take them really seriously. He says, my daddy told me that if someone wants to kill you, there ain't nothing much you can do to stop them. Huh. Well, that's interesting. We're the only country in the planet that has mass shootings literally every single day. And yet somehow we believe that we can't stop them. It's real fucking simple. Take the guns away. Take the guns away. If there were no automatic weapons, people couldn't shoot automatic weapons. And you might say, well, but they'll, then you'll get them illegally. Not if you don't produce them. You don't need to produce them. They don't need to exist. That's the simple fact of the matter. They don't need to exist. Nobody is producing an AR-15 in an illegal fake factory that doesn't have licensing. There are no fake off-market, black-market, gray-market AR-15s. These are things produced by companies with American and other countries' licenses. These are very legally produced weapons. So stop making them. Destroy them. If there are no AR-15s, no one can use an AR-15 to shoot innocent people. We don't need them in the military. We don't need them in police. We don't need them anywhere. No one needs an assault rifle. No one needs an automatic weapon. They are not necessary ever, anywhere, anywhere. In any situation, they're not necessary ever. Not for hunting, not for war, not for policing. When interstellar aliens show up, I might reconsider my position on the AR-15. Until then, you don't need one. Period. End of sentence. So, for all those people who say, oh, there's nothing we can do, there's this, that, and the other, you can take the fucking guns away, and you can melt them down, and you can burn them, and you can destroy them. 
And you might say, well, a handgun is shot. Then take them away too. Not going to get any argument from me on that. Take all the guns away. We don't need them. You can hunt without them. There's plenty of ways to go hunting without guns. Why don't you learn those? Why don't you become a bow and arrow master? And if your argument is, well, then they're going to bring the bow and arrows to school. Then I've made my point. If you are a person who looks at all the things going on on a daily basis and says to yourself, we don't need any changes. You're a piece of shit. And you are also undoubtedly a Republican, which also makes you a piece of shit. Fun for you. There is no argument. There is no discussion. There is no back and forth. Gun ownership in this country is out of control. And when it includes assault rifles, this is what happens. And again, you might say, well, what about handguns, blah, blah, blah. Take them away too. Because in states like Florida, you now don't even need a fucking license to carry a gun in a concealed way. I will never go to Florida again. Because you can just get shot there at any time. Americans believe that they live in the Old West. They believe that we live in this world where everyone's out to get you. And guess what? Everyone is not out to get you. You're not important enough. You're not the star of a CIA plot. Nobody's out to get you. You don't need a concealed weapon. You are not living out the born identity. You're just a person carrying a weapon for no fucking reason. And you're going to end up killing an innocent person. And that is what so many Americans seem to love. Is the dream that they might be able to one day murder an innocent person. It's embarrassing to be an American on a regular basis. And gun ownership is one of those reasons. Before we bring in B, I will talk about two sports topics that I do Two things that I love that have happened in sports recently. The regular world is garbage, but at least we have the sports world to sometimes save us from that. Two things that have come up that I love. Number one, XFL officiating. I've been watching XFL games and Dean Blandino, you might remember him. He's been on like Fox games. You've seen him explaining the way that they've made, you know, they've called penalties on the field or why they overturned a thing or whatever. And he almost always was a company man explaining, you know, the reason that they made a bullshit call. But now he's the VP of officiating for the XFL. And essentially what he does is during the games, because they only have one going on at a time, they don't need multiple people, but he sits there and he watches the game on a system. And so when there's a turnover or a penalty or anything like that, he's there reviewing the play before like the play is even over. And he's in the headset of the officials explaining, yeah, that was a turnover or no, his knee was down. It's not a turnover or yes, it was a penalty. No, it's not a penalty, etc. But he's already reviewing everything before like they even get to the point where they have to go to the sidelines to review stuff. It's excellent. XFL games flow much more. It's a much nicer flow in that way. Now, the passing is horrible. All of the quarterback play is garbage. There's so many incomplete passes. It's horrible. The offense is horrible. But the officiating is fantastic. And this is something that the NFL could really learn from. There's no reason not to have one official assigned to each game sitting there reviewing the tape as things are going on 
to make sure that everything was called correctly. You don't need to have the umpire run to the side and look at some screen in conditions and spend five minutes on it. Just have a person who's already making that choice, who's already doing that review. The XFL's got it right. Good for them. And then finally, the NBA has ratified a new CBA or moved towards a new CBA. But the most key part of this new CBA is that it allows players ownership stakes in teams. You have heard me on this podcast say over and over and over, NBA players should be allowed to own their own teams. NFL players should be allowed to own their own teams. No player that participates in professional sports should do so without having a stake in their own team. And this was previously not allowed and it will now be allowed and it should have been a long time ago. But this is a phenomenal move because these players put everything on the line. They're the ones who do everything, not these billionaires. They don't do shit. And you should be able to give a player an ownership stake in a team to make him more interested in the growth of that team, to make him more interested in that team winning. You absolutely should be able to do that. And the simple fact of the matter is, is that people who have nothing to do with the sport should not be able to buy their way into it. And this step with players being able to purchase shares of teams is going to lead to every single NBA team being owned by the players. I have advocated for the players to retire and form their own league, but the NBA managing partners went ahead and just handed it over instead because who cares what the rules are now? Over time, NBA players will own their own teams. That's what this is. I feel that this is a victory. I have advocated for this over and over that NBA players and sports players, professional athletes in general, should own the teams that they play for. It gives them a reason to stay. It gives them a reason not to leave in free agency. It gives them a reason to play harder. It gives them a reason to recruit. There's no reason that players should not own the teams that they play for. This is a phenomenal step in the right direction, even if it's only for a subsection of players, whatever it may be. This is a win to me because this is heading in the direction of players owning teams. And that's what we want. B, let's do this. It has been too long, not only for this show, but for the grandiose situation that is my favorite guest on this show. We don't come into this show minorly. We don't walk into this show. We bring in full-scale WWE Thursday, Monday, Wednesday, Saturday night. The B has come back to the Blood Doctor Show. That's what what it is. everybody? (laughs) It's your boy Brandon, the Brandon Andrew, back in here to bring some football and basketball analysts, analysis, analyzing, finalizing. I'm just making up words, but I'm back. You can come up with 10 more words, and I would love all of them. I am about it, baby. We never come into this show with one word, two words. Uh, we need we need like a full, I'm gonna, we need like a YouTube session where you like come down the ramp and you like, <laughs> you know, you like punch out Scotty Barnes and and Pascal Siakam, and then like a Raptors, you know, because because we know how you feel. 
you, the baby dinos. The baby dinos. You had to feel as good as I felt watching DeMar oh, yeah. take that team out. I mean, come oh, on. Oh, yeah. Even though it was mainly Levine who was yeah, he most it was of it. Levine. But... It was really Levine, but I'm putting it on DeMar. Yeah, we'll, we'll give it to DeMar because, you know, he needed this one. He needed this one. I mean, that was <laughs> – and, hey, shout out to Levine. This is the first time, like, all of us have been like, oh, Levine, empty calories – you know, scores a bunch in whatever games we've all been, and and rightly so. Tonight, well, he hasn't really done much in the playoffs. Nothing yet so tonight. Like, but we gotta give him when he balls, he balls. Yes, and this was an important one, and it was a playoff atmosphere. But there's some people in the media who are saying these games don't count towards anything. They don't really go into the record books or anything. So we just have to pretend it doesn't exist. Almost it matters to me. I'm watching this shit. It if does. the game is pressured it does. and you delivered 37, I'm watching. Zach Green did his shit tonight. I, I I'm, a, I'm about that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, listen, I understand what mm-hmm. people say. It's like, oh, the playing game, it's not, you're you're competing for seven and eight, blah, blah, blah. There, there's some competitive games. Yeah. There's some competitive games. Like, what are we talking about? And we oh, watched, man. come on, we watched the We Believe Warriors upset the Mavericks on, hey, on my own, this hurts me. I watched my sons last year lose to the to the Luca. Mavericks. Yeah, mm-hmm. hey, shit can happen. So we cannot Maybe. count out these games that put these teams in situations. I'm about Facts. it. Facts. I like to play in. I'm pro playing. That's that's pro my playing, thing. Eh? I'll tell you what. I'm not pro. The I'm not pro these Pelicans. No. Or, but, oh, but, but, yeah, fuck the in season tournament. But what's up with the Pelicans? You got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. You can't even beat the Thunder at home. You got to be kidding me. Yo. No Zion. The morale is down. No, Come on yo, now. Hold up. Brandon Ingram has been averaging 900 points a game. <laughs> Yo, yeah, you you yeah. can't be you can't yeah. be, listen. Shea's good. I understand Shea's good. Giddy had a game too. Yeah, though. yeah. He, that dude, you're trying to tell me you can't stop John Giddy? Yo, I come guess on, not. man. Listen. Yes, not. Listen. At what point are we gonna stop the Brandon Ingram stuff? When you're, does you're winning not matter? Sold on him. You're not sold on him. Well, when does winning matter? I yo listen. I bet on Ingram. A lot of people. I made a bunch of money on Brandon Ingram this season. I'm not even trying to hate. I'm just asking. <laughs> when does winning matter? It's the question. Folks are saying the team's not built for him. That's why it's geared more for Zion. That's that's the reason that I've been hearing. You know what? He's I'll never been put in a situation where okay, we put these guys around you. Let's see what you can do now. Let's I- put, unleash you. I'll listen to that because I had to watch Devin Booker play five seasons of G League basketball. I had to watch Devin Booker play five fucking seasons of shit that could have been on VH1. This is basketball (laughs) summer league, much music summer league. You know what I'm talking about? I I watched that shit so I can understand that. But my only thing is this. Was this like pre 2018? Yes, yes, exactly. But here's my thing. My only thing is this, and that's fair. It, it's all fair. But that's yeah. not what tonight was. Tonight was in New Orleans, one game against a team that only has Shea, that didn't even have Chet Holmgren, that did not have Stephen Adams. Didn't uh, Lou Wink's Dort have a good game they too? They didn't have, um, uh, what's his name? Um, yeah, Dort, Dort was balling. Dort had like uh, five threes in the first half. I remember Everyone's he had like 14 in the Adams. first quarter by himself. 
Yeah, Dort was balling. I'm just saying, like, this team, you got to win this game. Valentunas is bigger than the entire OKC roster. <laughs> like, how is that? How that is that not a thing? Like, uh, that, that he did bad. have 18 rebounds. I'm looking at the numbers now. 18 rebounds. Valentunas was good. It's not even, I, I, yo, sometimes a team makes a boatload of threes. You know, I, I'll give yeah. them that. Like, OKC was shooting the lights out. But this is not a good shooting team. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you, what do you, at a certain point, I don't know. At, at a certain point, I don't care about the statistics or whatever. Like, you got to win. You need to win a game that matters. And I'm waiting on the Pelicans to win a game that matters. Well, they had you guys for what, like six games? Sure. Maybe yeah. I mean, is that is that the highlight of Zion's era? Is that the Pelicans? He didn't took even the play in that. See, that. That's what I'm saying, dog. <laughs> he hasn't even showed up. That's what I'm saying. Is this the highlight of the Zion era? Is that the Pelicans took the Suns to six games and he wasn't even there? Like, hey, yo, I mean, it, and it, listen, I've had to listen to the Suns this and the Suns that. At some point, I'm going to take these other teams to task. And let's ask questions about these hey, teams. Because what has still... CJ McCollum done? Why is CJ McCollum? Why is CJ McCollum held in such high esteem? Because he has a podcast. Yeah. Motherfucker, I got a podcast. I can pull up. <laughs> I can pull up and miss shots that matter too. Like, come on. Uh, hey man. You want to miss mid-rangers that matter and then <laughs> podcast about it? I could do that all day, baby. You're terrible for that. <laughs> but hey, but I I guess you know there's some fans like the Mavericks who feel like y'all escaped them by them not making the playoffs. They're like, well, Luca put up uh, how much points against you guys when it mattered the most. Yeah, yeah. Luca escaped the Cinnabon, and he escaped that Cinnabon with about eight Cinnabons because that <laughs> motherfucker doesn't even play defense. I ain't even listen. The most important. So you think thing, if you face the Mavericks again, you're winning that? Oh my God! Of course, this team. Of course, yo. Number one, number one. Let's be real. Let's be real. The whole Suns team had COVID, and Game Six and Game Seven should have been suspended, and they didn't do it because they didn't want to push back the whole playoffs. You want to go through <laughs> factuality? The whole Suns roster had COVID, and they didn't want to push the roster back. So fine. So fine. We showed up with COVID and we got our asses handed to us. That's oh, that's, that's the explanation, eh? Well, no, hold up. Hold up. Yo, if we got our asses handed to us, we got our asses handed to us. But if that's the case, then Luka Doncic showed up and he didn't even make the play in with his fucking Cinnabon, goddamn chewy, fucking eating cake, not even showing up to the gym ass. Luka Doncic looks like me. Luka okay? Doncic. Yo, yo, Luka Doncic looks like me. Luka Don Cake looks like me. If I show up to the gym and I'm sitting here, let me tell you something else. My fat ass probably couldn't even back Luca down. I could back down anyone in any gym in the world, and I probably can't even back Luca down because that motherfucker eats more cake than me. Luca Don cake doesn't mean shit. And I ain't even about this. Oh, well, he played so hard for Slovenia. Oh, okay. So let me understand this. For all the other years, it was about how Luka Doncic didn't come into the season in shape because his fat ass was eating and drinking cake too much. And now this time, he played too much fucking basketball. So the fact that his fat ass was eating and drinking cake too much, can't play basketball in the playoffs, I'm supposed to feel bad for him? No, no, no. I ain't doing that. No, 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 no. I am not doing that. 
fuck that motherfucker. No, 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 no. We are not playing those games. If this dude wants to come out here and talk, we will talk. And we will talk about how your fat ass showed up and you couldn't even handle the shit. Hey, I've watched Nikola Jokic show up with a fat ass and still handle the game, okay? I've watched Nikola Jokic show up with a fat ass and still win two MVPs. Luka Doncic can't even make the fucking play in. So we're not about to do that. We are not about to do that. That's that's what's up. I will tell Luka Doncic what it is. And by the way, I would say this shit to his face. I absolutely would say this shit to his face because it is factual. And if you have $240 million, you can show up in shape. That's what's up. If you have $240 million, you can pay for a fucking personal trainer. Fact. Ladies and gentlemen, just so you are aware, my dude, the blunt doctor, is on the husky side himself. So this is not fat shaming in any meme. This is Spider-Man meme at best. This is Spider-Man meme at best. Here. They're pointing at each other. <laughs> That's exactly what this is. This is this is the Spider-Man meme. We are pointing right back at each other. I'm looking at looking at Dodgers. I'm saying, fuck you. I have oh, never in my smokes. life, I have never in my life enjoyed a team not making the playoffs like I enjoyed this Mavericks team not making the playoffs. That is uh, one of the question for you. Are you blaming that solely on Kyrie or just the team in general? No, I blame that on the roster construction. Mm-hmm. Kyrie, Kyrie was honestly balling. Like, mm-hmm. like I, you know, I feel how I feel about Kyrie as a person, but yeah. in terms of on the court. He did exactly what you would expect Kyrie to do. He gave yeah. 29, five and five, and he gave bad defense <laughs> and, and he scored and, and in the clutch, he balled, but like, you can't trade your whole defense to get and, him, you know, and then it's, expect to yeah, stop it's, it's not going to change. Like everyone knew what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. This is the thing that kills me is like, there's nobody in the world that looked at that and was like, Oh my God. Now the Mavericks are going to the next level. Literally, all of us were like, "Well, this is dumb." And then when the when it failed, and the Mavericks were like, "I can't believe it failed." We're all like, "Well, yeah." <laughs> Question for you: If it was the same team last year, but you swap in Brunson for Kyrie, do they still succeed? That's like a that's like an NBA title contender. Put that okay. team, give that team another year. I'd be I wouldn't want to fuck with that team like. Especially because considered that if they still had Brunson, that would mm-hmm. mean that they had him on a cheap deal because the yeah. only way that they could have really kept Brunson. So you're saying there's no way they kept him without paying this? No, yeah, said. I don't think that. Well, because I mean, I guess they theoretically could have kept him in free agency if they because they had his bird rights, whatever. They probably mm-hmm. would have had to trade someone. But I'm just saying, like, it was a sign and trade deal that they did, right? No, they didn't even do the sign and trade. Oh, the, he just walked. Completely. No, he just what? See, that's the thing, dude. Is they they fucking sat here and said we're not going to sign him to this cheap deal because we want to be able to trade his contract wow. later and then it didn't happen and then they said there's no way the knicks will be able to clear the cap space so we're not doing the sign and trade unless the knicks remove the protections on the chris Stapps porzingis trade and the knicks said fuck you we're going to trade two picks to detroit and deal with this and mm. it was done and, and Dallas miscalculated every single thing the whole way. And I'm supposed to sit here and like shake their mm-hmm. fucking hands just because Luka Doncic exists. That's not happening. 
<laughs> like, like Mark Cuban, Mark Cuban fucked up three title runs for Dirk Nowitzki, and he is now fucked up at least one for Luka Doncic. And that was when he traded Steve Nash, right? Yeah, yeah, yo. And then he let Steve Nash go to the Suns. He let you know he, dude. There are so many. You could go if you go through the Mavericks history. If you like sit there and deep dive the Mavericks history with Dirk Nowitzki, you will see that basically every single season. Cuban traded right. one of their best players and a first round pick for someone who ended up being dick. Like they're awful. They've always and been even awful. the year they won on the the Heat, they let Tyson Chandler walk to the Knicks the following year too. Yeah. You know, he blew up a championship team. Imagine, uh, yo, yo. The only question Imagine. now is who does Luka Doncic play for next? That's the only question. The only question is who is Luka Doncic's second team? Because it's not going to Where be- do you see him going? That's the better question. I hate to say this, but I really feel like a trade to Phoenix could be a thing. Like, I fucking hate wow. that. I, I really, dude, I really hate it. I hate it a wow. lot. I hate really it a lot. Move. Well, because, like, it's one of those things. You know how this goes. These dudes almost always get traded to the place that would be the most fuck you place to trade them. Like, it almost yeah. always happens. But well, who would just, get moved, though? That's the real question. Well, you're talking about two years from now. So, Paul is is gone at that point. KD's on his way out. I mean, it would probably have to be some combination of DeAndre Ayton and picks because the Suns would have picks two years from now. And, mm. and how funny would it be if Luka was traded for DeAndre Ayton? I don't think that's going to happen. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. like, I have this nightmare scenario where I've been sitting here <laughs> talking shit about Luka for a decade, and I have to, like, undo all of it because he, like, gets traded to the Suns. That, that's all Imagine. I'm saying. Imagine. That'd be hilarious. I could really see him playing for the Knicks or the Lakers, though. Like, the Knicks or the Lakers? Well, if LeBron is gone, don't you see Luka okay. Doncic wanting to be, like, the face of the league? Yeah, L.A. Yeah. Especially like, with all the coverage that the Lakers get. Yeah, it makes that's sense. what I'm saying. I'm just saying, like, if, if when LeBron is gone, if Luka's contract is up, like, Luka to the Lakers makes all of the sense in the world. Because, number mm-hmm. one, they'll never win anything, which is perfect for both of those people. Number two, they'll spend every year pretending that they're going to win everything and they won't actually win anything. Number three, Luca can spend all of his time by the beach drinking shots, not actually showing up. That's crazy for that's crazy coming from a Suns fan who hasn't won anything. Talking about, <laughs> oh, they're never going to win anything. Oh, imagine. Imagine the Suns fan saying that. That's how sure I am this year. That's Amen. how sure I am this year. Amen. I'm just saying. Don't let those Lakers see y'all in the conference championship. They're not going to make it to the conference championship. They can't even get past the wall. They barely got past the wall. We we can talk about it right now. We can can talk about it right now. We can transition to the topic right now if you really want to. We can can bring it up right now. We we can do it right now. The Wolves. They barely got past the Wolves. And you're saying that they can handle the Suns? Hear me out. Are you telling me if they have two... Uh, round wins under their belt at that point, they would have seen the Suns. They are clicking at that point. You're telling me they do not have a better shot than if they were to have lost the game yesterday and then face them in the first round? You, they, of course they would, but like that, it's the or most something. ludicrous. That's the most ludicrous sentence in the world. Are you telling me that if they didn't have two I'm ones just to saying be they would much rather face are? them later? Well, yeah, of course, because they're going to get their ass handed to them any time, and they would like uh, lose in the Western Conference Finals in the first round. Yo, come on, come on, son. 
Are uh, you fucking serious right now? Are you really trying to they, tell me they that Dennis Schroeder and Jared they Vanderbilt? They got a puncher's chance better than anybody to make an upset run. To Yo, the who was that dude? Who was that dude who was in Mike Tyson's comeback fight in 1995? Because that dude had a puncher's chance too. What was his name? Oh, that's right. You don't know his fucking name. That's my that's that's my point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the Lakers. But it's the Lakers, though. We'll team. know the name. We'll know their name, though. We, we we'll know, know their, their name. name. Yo, the Lakers are the most overrated brand in the history of sports. They don't. That's they had the to... Dallas Cowboys. No, don't you yo, dare. yo, yo. The Lakers had to sell. 40% of their team two years ago to stay in business because the family business is the Lakers and they don't even know how to run the family business. Imagine owning the Lakers and not knowing how to make money. That's Genie Bus, okay? Genie Bus owns the most profitable sports franchise in the world and barely knows how to make money to the point that she had to sell 40% of the team at some major valuation so that the Lakers could stay afloat. So don't try to tell me about how the Lakers know whatever. Congratulations to saying. Dr. Jerry Buss, drafted Magic Johnson in 1979, <laughs> and he was able to do a whole lot of stuff until 1991. Congratulations to the Lakers that Kobe Bryant was able to help them win a bunch of titles with Shaq when they stole him to the Magic. That is all fantastic. It is 2020 fucking three. I do not care. Yo, this is we are we are oh yo. you are you are acting like they don't have LeBron who has shown that in situations that are bleak he always gives you a sliver of hope that he could pull it out he could pull it out have you watched LeBron James play lately have you watched LeBron James hand the ball to Anthony Davis I haven't seen playoff LeBron in a while have you watched sure. LeBron James not get to the rim and pull up for 40 foot triples and then hand the ball to Anthony Davis. Listen, it's, it's, a I different, love, it's different now. It's different now. It's I love LeBron it's James. Time. LeBron James time. is the most complete basketball player of all time. He is the only man in history who could, you know, fuck a bitch and win a title at the same time. <laughs> LeBron could do it at halftime. I understand he could do everything fantastic. It's not happening anymore, man. This team is not is not about it anymore. It's not for real. Not Listen, Anthony Davis could score 30 and 20 against the Spurs. Congratulations. Congratulations. Are 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 they you you are they they're about to get by Memphis for real? Like for real? I think they have a shot with no Brandon Clark, no Steven Nance. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Listen. If the Lakers get through Memphis, here, here's what I will say. If the Lakers get through there, I I will acknowledge that I am doubting this team because, because if they can if they can literally take it to that level, then I will acknowledge that I've been hating. But I'm just saying that I just watched a team that barely fucking beat the Wolves without Rudy Gobert and Jaden McDaniels. They barely Any got through. Given Sunday. Any given Sunday. In a seven, it's not any given Sunday. It's a seven-game series. This isn't Kyrie Irving where we get to show up for one game a week. You have to show up multiple times. And I don't, I don't, you know, you gotta you gotta actually participate in multiple games. And I know that the Lakers love to participate in one of every three games and pretend that that makes them an NBA title contender, but unfortunately. You have to actually show up in a seven-game series. I see the look on your face. I really do. I know. I know you've heard me doubt LeBron before, but at what point you you yourself doubted Tom Brady, sir? If you doubted Tom Brady, I can doubt LeBron. I'm sorry. 
When did I doubt Brady? Which year? Which year? Which year? Which year? That's bait. That was bait. You got me. He's coming through my screen right now. He's about to got me. You got me. You got me. You got me. Speaking of NFL, I know you have some NFL topics for me. Let's get through them. Do you like any of the NFL moves? Is there anything this year that you said, I love this move? No, because it didn't involve the Patriots. Yeah, I have to agree. I don't think this is the one free agent. Nothing happened this free. I know things happened, but I feel like nothing happened. Like this was one of the deadest periods. The fact that the Jets are still <laughs> waiting for their Aaron Rodgers deal. Yo, only the Jets. And it's like what, two weeks to the draft? Only the Jets. Only the Jets. Only they the Jets. They signed Miko. They signed Lazard. In preparation for a man that's still not here? He literally went on the Pat McAfee show and said, I intend to play for the Jets. Only the Jets could have a dude say, I'm going to play for you. And they sign all of his dudes and everything goes their way and they still can't acquire him. Only the fucking Jets. (laughs) That's... I can't laugh about this enough sense why would you publicly declare that you literally just remove all of your leverage in the situation now would you trade a first round pick for him at this point no, no. you so you wouldn't you would only trade a second you would you'd give That's up a the second. high side go so if you're the jets at this point right mm-hmm. and you're in this scenario like would you literally draw that line like with the draft coming up would you just be like i'm not doing this and we will like, would you literally go into next season with no quarterback? Hey, would you man. be willing to make that move? I'm just curious because it's an honest question. Like, they've painted themselves in that corner. If you don't make this move, you don't have a quarterback. So I truly don't know. I, I, I don't know what to say. I, <laughs> you wouldn't do it. You wouldn't give up a it's, it's hard to at that point, like. I mean, they have what they have the 10th pick. You would not give that pick for Aaron. Rodgers. No, 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 no. Would not you, at that point. Would you just take whatever quarterback was available? I personally, I would try and run it back with Zach if you know you can. Fuck you. Fuck you. You've got to be fucking kidding me. You have to be fucking kidding me. You cannot be for real. You are not coming on this podcast and telling me you would. No, you are fucking kidding. That is bait. You are lying to me. No fucking way. No, you do not mean that. You do not mean that. You are not for real. Yo, come on. You cannot mean that. (laughs) This man is falling on the floor right now. You cannot mean that. You would run this thing back with Zach Wilson. You can't mean that. Dude. He's got better weapons now. Right? Oh you got you got Garrett Wilson with oh a year God. under his belt now. Oh God. <laughs> what New York sports radio station is paying you? I did not know that my show was important enough that they would pay someone to come on here and promote the idea of Zach Wilson. <laughs> this guy doesn't even acknowledge Zach Wilson. As no, no, I'm a better quarterback than Zach Wilson. 100%. I could right now go out and win more games for the Jets than Zach Wilson. I would never play for the Jets, but I could still do it. That's the point. If the Patriots <laughs> had me a quarterback next season, I would win more games than the Jets with Zach Wilson. Wow. I 1 million percent. Wow. Yeah. Wow. He's wow. five foot two. 
I wow, can put Zach him into Wilson. Defend that. Yeah. What What is he gonna do? What What mm-hmm. What in God's name is he gonna do? Is he gonna mm-hmm. punch me? Mm-hmm. No. I'll fold him up and put him into my wallet. He doesn't mean anything. Fuck mm-hmm. Zach Wilson. You gotta be kidding. You would run it back with Zach. You know how I would respond to that. What do you think about Jimmy G to the Raiders, though? Uh, it seems like uh, Josh is just going with the the devil he knows, if you know what I mean. He wanted Tom, right? They, Did they he? Were, they, well, that's what I'm saying, is they wanted Tom. They I feel like me. they were sure they were getting Tom, and then Tom retired, and then... They're just like, shoot. That, Where do you go from here? That's exactly what I think happened, dude. I just don't. I don't. I, I was literally like preparing myself to root for the Raiders. Like I was like, the Tuckrell game never happened. Forget about it. It's all. I was like, I was like mentally preparing myself. Imagine to that. Game. He finally joins the team that he cost them a good shot at the Super Bowl. Imagine. Why did he quit? I can't. I, I know that he's like 300 years old. It doesn't matter to me. I don't understand. I'll never understand. He was on borrowed time anyways. No, whatever. He could have won a Super Bowl with the Raiders this year. Fuck you. You don't know anything. Anyway, I, I'm, I'm very drunk today. I'm on one. How do you feel about Lamar? How do you feel about Lamar? Justice you, for Lamar. Pay justice. him, Ravens. You've got Odell. You've got Bateman. You've got Mark Andrews. you got a new offensive coordinator. Pay the man. Let's get things going again. Do you think this is this is an honest question? This is not I, I'm legitimately not sure. Do you think that him not having an agent has hurt this yes. process? Yes. Because there's certain vernacular, there's certain terminology, there's certain things that they can say that his mom just won't be able to say because she does not have that same experience that the agent has. Yeah. I do, I do wonder. I, I have wondered about that. Is that like because I'm you know me, I love Lamar. And mm-hmm. I'm on Lamar's side forever, but I just feel I do think if he had an agent, this mm-hmm. got done a long time ago. And and I'm not I'm not. And the thing is, I understand his perspective from like, but it's like Deshaun Watson had an agent, and he got that ridiculous deal. And I just sometimes in I, the midst of all the stuff that he was dealing with, yeah. And I, I just think sometimes they, you know, we because we always like we laud the dudes who don't have an agent. Like Dante Culpepper right. never had an agent and DeAndre Hopkins doesn't have an agent. And we're always like, oh, they did. Pretty sure um, uh, Richard Sherman, he represented himself too. Yeah. And so it's like, it, it makes sense. Like I respect those dudes, but sometimes I do think that, especially when we're considering like relationships or whatever, like, yeah. If Lamar had the right agent who had the right relationship with the agent. Now, I'm not putting that on. I still put it on the Ravens. Pay the mm-hmm. motherfucker. Like, yeah. pay him. But I, I just, I do wonder, like, if he has an agent, where are we right now? Like, I wonder about that. Like, I do. Oh, he I probably would have got taken care of a while ago. A while ago. I believe it. And, of course, if he if he ends up with the money, are you... Are you of are you do you believe in the whole Patriots Lamar Jackson thing? Like, do you believe that's a possibility? Do you think that's all bullshit? Like, what do you like? I would be the missing link. He'd be the missing link, bro. We'd be back. We'd be back. Yeah. We'd be back. You'd be back. Like, like, like that would be that'd be everything. Like Lamar. What would we have to give up though? That's the thing. Well, I mean, two first round picks. If they're gonna, if they're just gonna allow him to be on the non-exclusive tag, then it's not even difficult. Like, if they don't want to pay him 
full guaranteed money and the Patriots do, it's real simple. And who's our who would our weapons be though? That's the only thing. But but can't you can you not see a world in which Bill Belichick gets Lamar Jackson and he's like, okay, now I'm gonna fuck with people. Now I'm gonna redo football again. Now I'm gonna do it in a whole new it. way. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm gonna do it in a whole new way. Like this is the one thing I could see. That's Bill the Belichick. only the only thing I is who would he be throwing to? That's my only concern. You have Juju, yeah, but then who else after that? Like, I mean, I, I actually love Juju Smith Schuster and that. You like offense. the signing? Yes, in well, okay, in a Lamar Jackson offense, I love that. But mm. I, I agree with you that in terms of like, I mean, but when have the Patriots ever had like they've never had good weapons aside from like yeah, they had but we Randy also Moss. had Brady though. So right, well, okay, is Lamar Jackson not Tom Brady? Like in terms of what he brings to a team, in terms of how you win. I mean, uh, I, fair. I mean, fair. I mean, okay, in terms of like total impact on a team i think lamar is about as close as tom brady gets am i wrong i mean i don't know i'd love you lamar. could say that but in terms when i say they have brady like brady could he was way more accurate than lamar has shown he can be yeah but lamar has also been dealing with no weapons at all yes He's like i've never also had seen anyone. him miss some easy looks as well yeah but that's like when you're throwing to receiver three because your entire team is injured. I do wonder, like, I mean, here, the only thing I would say about the Ravens is they spend no money on their offense. Like yeah. they, they, they put they no money. Roquan. Yeah. They every, every for... dollar they spend goes yeah. to the defense. So I just, how much of like, I, Lamar Jackson is a unique talent. There's no question about that. You have to work to maximize him, mm-hmm. but have the Ravens. That, that's all I'm saying. It's fair. It's a fair point you bring up. Do you hate any of the NFL moves this offseason? Is there anything um, that you look at and you're just like, I fucking hate this? Jalen Ramsey to the Dolphins. Really? Yeah. Why is that? Because that's just another person that we have to worry about with the <laughs> Dolphins. So you like that move if you're a Dolphins fan? Yes, but I don't like it as a Patriots fan. How do you feel about Tua, though? Because <clears throat> you know, I the hope whole he thing. stays healthy. Well, because you because you know I that hope was, he stays healthy. Because you know that was the thing, though, right? Is if he wasn't healthy, that the Miami wanted Tom Brady again. <laughs> I was like, oh my god! If Tom Brady puts on a Dolphins jersey, I'm gonna throw up in my mouth forever. Yeah. Um. But you're gonna go and look for the cheapest one, aren't you? Fuck you! Fuck you! No, no. That's 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 a bridge too far. Listen, I can't do. I cannot do like five things. Broncos, Colts, Giants, Jets, and Dolphins. I just can't do it. I just, there's nothing. I couldn't, the other stuff I can let go. That one I can't happen. But I I worry about Tua too. Like I want Tua to do well, but I just like, I don't know. At a certain point, like it's interesting watching the Dolphins go all in on stars again. Yes. Because they kind of have done this. And it didn't work. And now it's like, you know, again, it's well, like Waddle and Tua and, you know, Tyreek and Bradley. It's Chuck. the best they've been in quite some time, though. So that's true. But I mean, does a first round exit like matter? Like you couldn't even beat your division rival. You need the like, QB. You need the QB. That's what I'm saying is like, does this QB. put them, does Jalen Ramsey like make them better than the Bills? Mm, it makes the facing the bills a lot more 
well, if the Bills facing the Dolphins, it makes it a lot more difficult for the Bills. That's fair. I mean, As you I know, Mister Josh, he is in love with the turnovers. <laughs> That's fair. I could, I could see a scenario in which Ramsey has two picks in it, and it changes the game. Um, see, and if he returns one for six now, he does. Ramsey could have been the difference in the game between the Dolphins and the Bills in the playoffs this year. I mean, that's that's fair. I'll give you that. Like that's, I mean, again, depending on Tua being healthy, but I mean, well, I understand he didn't even play in that game that, in the playoffs. That's what I mean. Is that's what I mean? Is Tua being healthy? You add Jalen mm-hmm. Ramsey, like suddenly you're in that game. You know. Yeah. Who are you taking number one overall? So I go Stroud. I like Stroud. I like Stroud. But I I have a just a growing feeling that the Panthers may look to recreate Cam with uh, Anthony. Really? I feel like it it is. It's not out of the realm of possibility is what I'm saying. I mean, and I'm not even, I mean, whether or not that would be possible is one thing. But them, I mean, that would be. Trading up to number one, and then that would be when he could have been there when you picked the yeah, previous one. That's all I'm saying. I see. Like, I see. I think they're gonna take Bryce Young. Like, that's my. You think they're going Bryce over Stroud. I do. Hmm. I, I'm not saying I necessarily think that Bryce Young is gonna be the best. I just think that's what they're gonna do. I don't know. Like, this is one of those things. Like. I generally pride myself on quarterback evaluations. For the most part, mm-hmm. I feel like this is an area I know well. I have no <laughs> fucking idea in this. I really don't know. I just think, and again, I'm not, this is not based on any whatever. I just feel like based on all the stuff I've led, they like, they like Bryce Young the best. And it's just, it's one of those things. Like, again, I don't have a strong feeling about any quarterback in this class. Like, I don't look at anyone and go, oh, that dude's it. And I don't look at anyone and go, oh, that really? dude's a bust. Yeah. So I mean, you don't feel that way about Bryce or Stroud? I would feel that way about Bryce if he was three inches taller. I'm not trying to be that. I'm not trying to be that way. I just, I, okay. What's I think, his official height? It's six foot, right? Yeah. I think that Bryce can be Drew Brees. I, mm. and I do think that he can be Drew Brees. I think he can be Drew Brees with a better arm. Like, Drew Brees never had the arm. And I, I do right. think that Bryce can be that. I just think, like, if he had two more inches, it would be, it would matter. Perfect. And I, I know, and yeah. I know that, I know that that's being, like, nitpicky, but I just, I've watched these Alabama dudes come in and you're throwing behind a perfect offensive line with no pressure to wide open dudes. Yeah. It's the same thing for these Ohio guys. Like I just, it's hard for me. That's the thing about Anthony. It's like, it, at least like, I know he's inconsistent, but it's like, he wasn't playing around superstars. So at least his inconsistency is explainable in some ways. Like mm. and now you might say, you know, Bryce was, you know, more consistent, maybe. You know, this season was a little rough for Alabama. I, you know, I don't know. I, it's it's tough to say. Well, like, they didn't even make it to the natty, did they? No, and that's what I'm saying. Like, and he's good. He's amazing. I'm not trying mm-hmm. to – I just 
If you're trying to tell me in this league where every single measurement matters that a dude who's six foot doesn't have some questions, I have questions. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. I get it. I get where you're coming from in that aspect. It's one of those things where if I had the number one overall pick already, I'd feel way better about taking one of these dudes. Like I never would have traded up to number one. That that I think is a mistake on the behalf of the Panthers. I understand their thought process. They have defense. They have receivers. They have running backs. They have this. They have that. They have coaching. I understand. We only need a quarterback. I get it. Mm-hmm. I really do. But time and time, we've been proven that trading back makes more sense than trading up in the NFL. And I just I wouldn't have traded to number one for one of these dudes. I, I would have just waited to see what was available at nine. That's where I'm at. And I it's you know because here's the thing is like i like i loved malik willis last year i was like man this dude he's, uh that's my guy in madden he's a man in i love malik willis but it's and it's not fair to compare bryce young to malik willis i understand that i get it that's, that's not, the comparison well i'm talking about in terms because malik willis was talking you know people were talking about going number two overall or whatever but, oh, okay, right, right, but right. it is fair in terms of malik willis has the physical size that some of these other dudes don't and yeah. he's and it's so i just don't it's this is the thing about quarterback it's a fucking nightmare because if you get it wrong you're fucked and so i never would have traded up to number one for one of these dudes that i just wasn't sure about like i'm mm. always willing to trade up when i know and i just don't know i would take bryce young if you were asking me i would bryce young is my guy from this draft but Bryce Young, I'm not... I like Stroud. Okay, so there you're you not a believer in Levis. No, I think Randolph could be good. Did you see that uh, that uh, video of him where he was eating the banana skin and all with the brown? <laughs> the, uh, I just look at that. I'm like, you've committed murder before, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> you committed murder before, haven't you? <laughs> you have you have no shame, son. You you've been out here. You're out here doing things that are unacceptable. Like that is not normal people behavior. <laughs> like I get normal. Normal is uh, all in the mind, but like that's yeah. not normal. Yeah. He peeled the banana. Yeah. We peeled the banana. It's meant to be peeled. Yeah. We're we're adding that to the wonderlick from now on. Have you killed anyone? And we're gonna look at their reaction. And if their eyes don't go up in shock, we like, know seriously. you killed someone. Like, we're gonna, I always just hand you the banana. Did you did you did you bite clean through the banana? We know you're not for real. But hold up, doesn't that make you want that dude just a little bit more? Like, like uh, if I'm the Colts, the I see the allure. If I'm the Colts, I see the allure in getting a guy like Levis. But seriously, I understand using the brown bananas for like a banana pie or like a banana cake or, you know, for baking purposes. But he just chomped into that skin and all. Just chomped into it. Why? Why? What was the reason? You know that Cardi B clip? What was the reason? What was the reason? Like, oh. Because when it's time to separate yourself from these other prospects, you got to do 
Whatever you can do. Whatever it takes. Whatever eh? it takes. I'm, Being the, the only token white guy amongst all the other QBs wasn't enough. Huh? Up next, I want to see someone take a tomahawk steak and just bite through the bone. Wow. You gotta you gotta be able to eat a bone if you wanna be <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. I wanna see a steak, you just bite right through it. Or maybe like uh, you know, you get a cheeseburger and then you you eat the cup that the drink comes in before you even touch the fries, you know. Like I wanna see some just pure dominance. <laughs> yo, yo, the look on your face. Yo, if we're gonna eat banana peels, why can't we eat cardboard? Hold up. I'm trying to <laughs> <clears throat> Oh my goodness. I I'm that video haunts me, bro. That video haunts me, bro. For real though, you know what that like like real talk. Mm-hmm. It shows like how far we will go. Like can the dude throw a football? Can he throw it accurately? And can he read a defense? Like those are the three things that matter. But people yeah. will be like, yo, did you see this guy eat a banana? <laughs> or, yo, did you see this dude rip a phone book? Or, yo, did you see this dude crash a sports car? Like, he has no whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, we will just find things that have nothing to do with what's going on right. and be like, oh, man, this proves that this dude is X, Y, Z. <laughs> and I think we get that. I think we do that in sports. Like, mm-hmm. like people will be like, this dude wasn't good at playing quarterback. But have you seen this motherfucker play Tetris? Because he's so fast. And it's just like, yeah, but that doesn't matter. Like, I think we do that, you know? And I think someone, someone's going to watch that dude bite through a banana peel and be like, that's a leader right there. He'll do anything for this team. <laughs> He'll run through a wall for us. Especially the powers that are in control, definitely. Well, yo, that look, Daniel sense. Jones just got a contract extension. So don't, you know, before Lamar did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't try to tell me that being white in the NFL isn't a fucking good thing because, oh, my (laughs) God, listen, listen, yo, you know me. I will say what I think about this stuff. I will call it out. And I will. And I and I think I do think that one of my one of the jobs I have as a person who is white is using my white privilege to call out other white privilege. I think that's something that you need to do. Respectable. Yeah, I, I think so. And I think Daniel Jones getting a fucking contract extension is white privilege. Okay. Definitely. Daniel Jones getting a contract. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Before Lamar. Before, Before Lamar, Lamar. For good money. It wasn't like he got a contract extension at 10 million a year. He got real. Saquon money. got the franchise tag. You gotta be fucking kidding me. Listen. Saquon was the reason why they even were doing anything on offense. Yo, he is- opened up things for Daniel Jones. That it is good to be a money. white man in the NFL who stands six four. Because oh. you will get yourself some money. Kyle Bowler, huh? Kyle oh. Bowler got himself some money. These motherfuckers, you have got to be kidding me. Ryan dude, Tannehill got a second chance at Yo, life. and dude, they sat here and they went in the media and they tried to explain how Daniel Jones earned this contract. And they said, well. He passed for 3,200 yards this year. 3,200 yards? I could pass for 3,200 yards in a game. That used to be a pretty impressive stat line in the 2000s. Or in 1972. You know, in 1972, if you passed for 3,200 yards, that was real good. You know, congratulations, Grandpa Grandpa Clem. He did also had the good playoff game. Oh, that, yeah. I think that's what got him the, the money. He had the playoff game. Well, he beat another white quarterback. 
you know, he beat True. Kirk Cousins, who is a white man, and therefore he must be elite. Kirk he Cousins got a lot of money, dude. <laughs> Yo, Kirk Cousins has got NBA money. Yo, yeah. it is good to be a white man in the NFL. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. It's just, it's just facts. Like Lamar Jackson can't even get a deal, and Kirk Cousins has gotten two fully guaranteed deals. Yo, like, what are you gonna madness? Like, it's mad. It is. Yo, it's madness. it's it's bullshit. Like, I'm not gonna sit here and not. It's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, I, I. But I'll tell you what. Nothing warms my heart more. Than the New York Giants paying $45 million to a fucking joke. That makes me feel good inside. So while I know it's racist, I'm also very happy about it. So that makes me a very bad person. It's but a double-edged sword. Because it it's racist. So it's like, yeah, mm. exactly. Yeah, there you go. It's it's one of those things. Do you have any other NFL things other than just continuing to stick the fork in the Giants? for being a racist ass organization that would believe that Eli Manning was good at quarterback. I could just, I'll just, I'll just continue to stick the knife. Fuck the giants for real though. Any other thoughts on this NFL, the draft is free agency. The Falcons are low key going to be surprisingly better next season. Surprisingly better. Do you think that they're in competition for that division? Yes. Really? Yes. I think the division is up for grabs right now. That's interesting. So you're not believing in Baker Mayfield? <laughs> I think I said it's up for grabs. <laughs> Dude, I hate myself so much because I'm like, listen, Baker Mayfield and Mike Evans. <laughs> like I'm sitting here. Trying they to used to be teammates anyway. too, no? They used to be teammates because they play at Texas A&M. My, or... my one thing, my one thing, the one no, thing that of, Baker uh, is good I'm at. I'm thinking of freaking... What's his name? Johnny Manziel. That's who I was thinking of. The one thing about Baker, though. The one thing about Baker. He throws the ball deep well. And Mike Evans is so good. I just, I don't think they're going to be good. But everyone's like, Mike Evans isn't going to get his thousand yards next year. He definitely will. He had Jameis Winston throwing him the ball. I think Mike Evans is going to have a... He got a thousand yard season in the same season Jameis threw 30 interceptions. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think Mike Evans is going to be like a sneaky good fantasy pick next year because everyone's like doubting him. He'll let it fly. He's going to let it fly. I actually think that kind of might work. He'll let it fly. I definitely believe he'll let it fly to Mike a couple of times, especially since he's seen Brady do it with such succession. I I I I hate myself, but I'm a little bit interested to watch the Bucks this year. I've I, always liked the Bucks. I I, I personally have always liked them, them even before. Like, well, yeah, they were losers, them? but they've always had very interesting players to watch. Well, how do you hate them? They've never been like a dynasty. They've never, they're just, they have cool uniforms. They have the Back ship. when they had Gerald McCoy. I liked when the yeah. Gerald McCoy era, that was a pretty cool. It's era. an interesting team. It's never been, it was the, the Tom Brady thing was perfect because it was mm. the worst historical team of all time and the best quarterback of all time matching yeah. up for one season just to prove what it was about and winning the Super Bowl. It just, everything was perfect. I, but I will mm. always I'm always, I'm gonna root for the Bucks a little bit going for I'm rooting for the Patriots, I'm rooting for the Bucks. That's where I'm at. But I'm 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 interested to watch Baker and Mike Evans. I think it's actually gonna be interesting. Godwin's there too, still, no? Godwin is still there. He got that extension. I feel bad for him. <laughs> he signed the extension mm-hmm. right before Tommy leaves. But I do wonder about the 
Do you think Devin White will be traded? The Devin White requested trade from the Buccaneers. Do I feel like it's a. You think it's too late? Or? It's a bargaining move. I feel like, like okay. you know, just to try and make a little bit of leverage with that deal. So you don't think he's really? He, he plays I think he likes. Next year. I think he likes Tampa. Yeah, I think he likes Tampa. Yeah, I I I can see that. But I, I wouldn't mind seeing the Patriots grab him that, either. That's the thing we were talking about earlier. You know, mm-hmm. that's a classic Bill Belichick thing. You know, yep. get, get him for a fourth round pick because he's a distressed asset. Yeah, have a career year, and then he you get a third round comp pick. You know how that goes. Like that's not that you could get Devin White for a fourth round pick, but you know what I mean. Like you just you know how. Yeah, he was fifth overall once upon a time. You're gonna have to give up a little something, something to get him. He was awful last year. Is the only thing like just watching every Bucks game last year. He was so bad, Mm -hmm. and knowing how much and not that it was. I mean, he wasn't locked in. He wasn't locked in, dude. The whole Bucks team was garbage, like straight up. Yeah, like everyone was somewhere else. I don't know what was going on with that team, but yeah, I it was. I I do wonder about that. Um, NBA. How do you feel about the Cavs? They're gonna beat the Knicks. We're, I'll say this: the Donovan Mitchell Bowl. Baby. Hold on, I just I just want to say this because there is a group of individuals out there on my group chat who have been trying to sell me on this idea that Karis Levert is somehow this special guy, and I've for the entirety of the year I said when it comes to April time. Sure, you can say he has his moments here and there. He had a couple of 40-point games. He had a couple of games where he had some threes. But when the teams start cranking down and we need those role players to hit a couple of shots, you're going to see that number three guy will show you who he really is. And I will be waiting. And now it is April, and we are less than a week away from the exposing of Mr. Karis LeVert. And it's going to come down to how well guys like Evan Mobley play because I feel like in the absence of Karis LeVert's presence, we're going to have to need Mobley to do his thing. And I think he is capable of doing it because he has shown he can make strides with his offense. Granted, he doesn't have the same amount of touches that were available to him last year because Mitchell's there now. He's been doing his thing whenever he gets the ball so with that being said Julius Randle still plays for this team so I am expecting him to implode at some point Cavs in six Cavs in six and we go on to face the Bucks and get utterly demolished in five she's just absolute master class in self-team podcasting because I have never in my life met a person who will find a role player on their old team on their own team and spend two fucking years coming on this show right here and telling me fuck Karis LeVert because every He's single not that time guy, bro. every time not you have come guy. on this show since Karis LeVert has been on the Cavs, tricked me. wanted it to be very he clear. He tricked me. <laughs> you were there when I, he first got I traded, and I, I was hyped. You I was hyped at first. I said, ah, we got LeVert. We're about to do things. And then 
there was that Raptors game towards the end of the season and that Hawks game where he just no-showed. Just, where are you? We need you. So, I like Okoro. I like Okoro. He's become very good with the the 3 and D. I like Lamar Stevens. I like uh, Rubio. He's not what he was last year, but he still provides a little bit of uh, floor general. Rubio is probably, it's probably going to be next year because he Mm. tore his ACL so late in the season. Yeah. For an older dude, it takes so long for it. It'll probably be next year before he's decent again, if he ever Mm. is decent again. But I, (laughs) I personally, if we really want to win, we need to go and get somebody in the likeness of a Mikhail Bridges or like an OG Ananobi. I think that's what it would take us over the top at. Would you trade Darius Garland for Mikhail Bridges? Straight up. No picks either way. Uh, I solve one problem by give up another. That's my only thing. I know. I I I honestly that's that might be the best even value trade that I can like think of. Like yeah. Garland for Mikhail Bridges is like you're pretty much saying. Mitchell is going to have to run the point full-time at that yes. point. Yes, so you put a ridiculous burden on Donovan Mitchell. I mean, but here's the thing. You're obviously, you're not going to trade Donovan Mitchell or or Evan Mobley for mm, Mikhail yeah. Bridges, and Jared Allen is probably not enough for Mikhail Bridges. Well, their so, hope was that Okoro turns into that, but he right. he's just not athletically gifted like Mikhail Bridges is. And he, this dude's got the freaking go-go gadget arms. Like, Okoro's more geared to guarding, like, guard than the guard combo, guard forward type of guys. You but know? Mikhail can also score 45. I mean, Okoro exactly. hasn't, you know, shown any Okoro, ability. Okoro, he's more of a catch-and-shoot guy, kind of a lob threat guy. Like, he hasn't shown he'll just run up the score all by himself type of thing, you know? Okay, so what if the Nets add a first-round pick? For Garland and... So, Mikhail and a first-round pick for Garland. I would do that. You would do that? Okay. I would do that. Okay. Interesting. I I, yeah. I, I, You know me. I've been a Darius Garland dude since his rookie season. I wasn't sold. On, his first on... season, he was a liability. Yeah. They said he was the worst basketball player in the league. I Yo, you can go listen to this show. In one of the first three episodes of this version of this show, I said that Darius Garland was that fucking dude... I proved that shit. I stand by it. I love. I wasn't dude. a believer until last year, year I, three, when he really sprouted. He, I've always loved that dude. He looked like Steve Nash to me. I don't know. I just the way he played, but I do. He does give a Steve Nash type of. Vibe. He kind. He just has that. He's like it's, it's more just athletic the, though. More it's athletic. oh yeah no Nashy doesn't have the athleticism, but it's it's just the mm-hmm. way that he kind of the way that he runs the pick and roll i'm just it just reminded oh, yeah. me you know i've watched so many nash games it just reminded him me and that. trey are like almost like shades of steve nash would you trade garland for trey young no you would rather have garland yeah i would too i actually i, I agree with that mm-hmm. um i but i feel like the the celtics should try and get trey young really Celtics uh Trey for, for Jalen Brown. Really? You'd give up Jalen Brown for Trey Young? <clears throat> My thing about it is 
The Celtics need a guard. Yeah. And Jalen Brown, him and Tatum pretty much are, you know, of the same likeness. They don't both bring the same type of things to the team. So it's like you can have Jalen. Like, let's be real. Some nights it looks like Jalen Brown wants this team to be his. So I'd like him with the the Jante Murray and put Trey with Jason Tatum. So what about Garland for Jalen Brown then? You put no, no, you like Garland better than Jalen Brown. I just, I don't need Jalen Brown if I have Mitchell. Interesting. Yeah. Even defensively, you don't, you don't want Jalen Brown on the wing. I mean, because the Cavs have a hole defensively at the three. I know that Okoro's been decent, but I mean, I guess, I guess they have a hole at the three because it's whoever's playing the three is some mishmash of a you person. You know who right? they should have went and got? They should have tried to get Cam Reddish. That's who they should have tried to get. Really? Yeah. What has Cam Reddish done? What? <laughs> what? He would have developed with us. I feel like he would have developed with us. <laughs> Yo, okay. He would have developed with us. Okay, you should have got Josh Jackson then because he would have developed. Oh, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Reddish is better than that guy. Well, speaking of Blazers, Shade and Sharp, that dude's going to be solid. I want to talk about those bumps and that number zero guy who plays with them, bro. Let them stay over there. Make all your beats about the Lakers. Talking about, oh, what if Reggie, what if Reggie left, by the way? The Pacers put a good team around Reggie Miller. The dude actually ran into the greatest basketball player of all time, but then he still found his way into the finals and lost to Kobe. Something you can't say. The team actually put a t- good team around him, so he didn't really have an incentive to leave. So you have an incentive to leave, and you're choosing to stay. You're all you're off, Dave. You're, I'm you're, off, Dave. You're I'm off, Dave. Dave. I my homie called it best. He's Carmelo at point guard. Yo! yo Carmelo at point guard. Yo! Come on, man. Carmelo at point guard. Man, yo. No Ooh. scoring titles. He's he, they must, for a great score, he's Ooh. never won a scoring title. He doesn't have any assists per game or leaders of any of those statistical categories. He's never been in a 50-40-90 club. Like, yo. he's never been an MVP. Carmelo He's never been point, a defensive player of the year. Carmelo point guard is harsh, dog. But I mean, it's Car- a, dude, Carmelo. So, well, Carmelo. Why? Why player. are we looking at, at that as a disrespect? Yeah, Carmelo. Why, why are we look at that as a disrespect? Though? Yeah, Melo's Hall of Fame, Dame's Hall of Fame. I'm with you. I'm with you. I get you. I feel you. Great score, but what else? You you had the opportunity to go to a better team, and you took the money. Okay, so like, Melo had a chance to go to the Bulls twice. That's fair. What, and he okay, chose so what the do you, money. What do you think about this? I've said this before, and I do believe this. If you just swap Steph and Dame, I think that their careers, like I think if you put Dame in Golden State, he has a couple of titles. And I think if you put Steph in Portland with that shitty team, I don't think he's got shit. Like, do you agree with that? Or do you think? Like I, I think I'm saying, Curry would have gone out of the situation a lot sooner, though. He would have left Portland. He wouldn't have stayed. Yes, yeah, yeah he wouldn't have stayed. You think? Do you think Dame would have won a couple? I think Dame would have at least two rings in 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 uh, Golden State, though. Like yeah. people, people think I'm crazy. I still buy that. They would have ran into LeBron. He yeah. would have ran into LeBron. That's so. fair. That's fair. 
That's fair. I just he would have had a much better shot at winning, but he would have still ran into LeBron. I just think if you give Dame Draymond Green in his prime, I think that Dame puts up numbers that he never put up. Like I just think Draymond no is the perfect player for. I think Dame and Steph are fucking similar. But anyway, the one Who's... thing that Dame doesn't have that Curry has is the off-ball movement. That's fair. But Dame can attack the rim in a way that Steph can't. Like, Dame yeah, well, can yam in a motherfucker in of a way course, that Steph but can't. Curry is still a very underrated finisher. Very true. Very. Like, I, one of my homies, he showed me the numbers. Like, his numbers compared to Kyrie, it's almost identical when it comes to finishing at the rim. Yeah. I was actually shocked. I was like, there's no way Curry is as good a finisher at Kyrie, but they're like the from zero to three feet right near the scene. So that, and that was the thing about Trey Young, too. Like everyone coming into the league, everyone was like, Oh, he's gonna shoot 30 footers. And it's like, no, dude, it's it's his passing and his finishing at the rim. Like those things are actually what make Trey Young special. Like a lot of dudes yeah. can shoot from wherever, but Trey can finish over dudes who are a he's foot He's also good at running that uh, floater oh, dude, or a oop. Yeah. It's either a floater or it's a oop. Take your pick. Yeah, that shit is devastating. He, <laughs> Trey Young is one of those dudes, it's like either he's a black hole defensively on the wrong team or on the right team, he's a supercharger. Like he's, yeah, you know, he's one of those dudes. I, it, it's, it's, it's interesting. Who um who are you picking out of the East and West at this point then? I mean, we know who I'm picking out of the West, so I don't even need to. I have the Bucks beating the Celtics in seven. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you're not you're not on the Embiid stuff this year, huh? I think Embiid's gonna take out the Celtics. It's I... Jimbo. It's Jimbo I'm worried about. Yeah, that's fair. I just I hate to be too Bill Simmons about this, but I'm going to be Bill Simmons about this. Joel Embiid finally broke through and he got his MVP. He's going to get it Mm -hmm. in one of the biggest games of this season against the Celtics, despite the fact that it didn't really matter for season seating. He scored 52 and basically Mm -hmm. won the damn game himself. He has been, he has been on another level and James Harden has completely changed his game to fit mm-hmm. Joel Embiid. And I just think the one thing about this Celtics team is if you have a really good pick and roll, they get fucked up. Because mm-hmm. like you said, their two best players are, are Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. And if you're just like, okay, Jalen and Jason are going to do their thing. And I'm going to put Marcus Smart in the blender and I'm going to put Derek White in the blender, and I'm going to put Malcolm Brogdon in the blender, and it's all going to be about getting mismatches for Joel Embiid, suddenly it starts to cause a problem. And I I know that the Celtics rim protection defense, oh, we got Al Horford, we got Grant Williams, we got Robert Williams. Okay, well, those dudes together all combine to about one-third of Joel Embiid, so that's cool. I just, I, I think... I think this is the year where Joel asserts himself, gets out of the second round. And I think the conference finals between the Bucks and the 76ers, Giannis, Joel, I think this is going to be like an all-timer. I think this Eastern Conference playoffs is going to be like one of the all-time great playoffs that we talk about forever. Because 
the first round may be whatever, but the Cavs Knicks series is going to be awesome. That's the only that's the only series worth watching now. The East, in but the it's first going round. seven games and it's going to be ah, phenomenal. Cavs in six. Okay, fine. Cavs in six. It's going to be awesome, nonetheless. Celtics 76ers in the second round is going to be baller. The 76ers are going through the nets. I understand that. I'm just saying the second and third rounds of the, of these playoffs in the Eastern Conference are going to be amazing. Yes. The Western Conference playoffs may be amazing too, but I just think this is Joel's year. <laughs> I'm 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 doing it. I'm saying 76ers Suns finals. That's what I'm saying. 76ers. Well, of course then... I'm taking my Suns cuz Al McCoy, our announcer, 51 years as a voice of the Suns is retiring. Shout out, Al. We love you. Son's got to win the title this year for him. But we also know I'm biased, so what are you going to say? All right. Well, since you already clearly picked your sons, what is their route to finals? They're they're beating the Clippers in how many games? I think I think this is going to be a five-game series. And it's not because five I just dis- – well, there's no Paul George. And I just mm. – I just the Clippers barely beat us the other night when we didn't play – anyone and Kawhi Leonard played that whole game they played their whole lineup and they won in the last three minutes I just don't I don't think this Clippers team is if if Paul George was there it's a different story but Mm -hmm. I think we're just better and so I'm I think we're going right through the Clippers Mm -hmm. and then round two you know um the um god who is the what's the you would be facing, I believe it's Golden State or the Kings. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm so drunk right now. Let's see. Yeah. So we would be playing. I think. We, we play the Clippers in the second round. And uh, oh, we're, no, we're in the 1-4 bracket. So we would be playing the winner of Denver, Minnesota. Oh, okay. So, I mean. Assuming like, Minnesota beats the Thunder. But, yeah. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, that's fair enough. I'm taking, I mean, I'm taking, okay, Denver's coming out of that series. You got them winning no matter who they face. I don't think it matters whether they play the Thunder or Minnesota. I think Jokic is, you know, I mean, they're they're healthy for once. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to win a first-round series. Yeah. But, like, I'll take Jokic's own words. The the center that he hates playing against most is DeAndre Ayton. <laughs> like he like, said that. Yes, he has said that multiple times. He hates playing DeAndre Ayton because DeAndre Ayton is one of the few dudes who's long enough and big enough and athletic enough to stay with him all game. And the difference is that Joel Embiid, you know, works he works on Jokic all game, but he also gets exhausted because he's the 76ers entire offense. The Suns don't this give Ayton the ball. So, so he has mere energy. Yeah, in the fourth quarter, he's wearing Jokic. Jokic has said multiple times he fucking hates playing DeAndre Ayton. <laughs> and I just think that's hilarious. Like, I, I just – because I also think Ayton is so underrated, especially as a defender. And so I I appreciate Jokic getting so, his props. Yeah. But, how, like, what are the Nuggets It's because – you know what it is? It's because they left him on the island with Giannis. So that's all anyone ever remembers. Dude, he did admirable in that. Listen, I know that Giannis was unbelievable. He's Giannis. Like, we're trying to, like, like say that DeAndre Ayton should have been able to stop Giannis. And I would like to point out, yes, Giannis scored 50 in game six. I understand all of that. The Bucks mm-hmm. lost the minutes that he sat. The only minutes that, like, like we, Giannis was on another plane. And I'm not trying mm-hmm. to take that away from him. 
I'm just saying that it was because he's fucking Giannis and not because he the Suns were bad. Is what you're saying. Yes. I'm just saying he went to another level and earned it. And like people dog the Suns. Like Giannis scored 50 because he's Giannis, not because mm-hmm. the Suns were bad. And yeah. I just, it annoys me that like he scored 50 and they still barely won. Paul had a triple at the end of the game to tie it and he bricked it. Like, like the Suns were still in the game. So the rest of the Bucks were garbage and Giannis was on another level. And I'm not saying that doesn't take anything away from him. It just proves how amazing he is. But I don't understand why Giannis being amazing makes the Suns bad. I don't get that. That doesn't make any sense to me. I just think Giannis is amazing. And so I think, I think the Suns were worthy of being there. And I think now that you add Kevin Durant, yeah, I mean, we're missing Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson, but it's Kevin fucking Durant. I mean, I, I I know that it's late in the season, all these things, but I just think, I think that everyone has unfairly dogged the Suns because Giannis scored 50. It's because he's Giannis. Like, I don't. That's like, true. I, that's that's, that's true. my only thing about that. It's because he's Giannis. It's not because of anything other than he's fucking Giannis. Like, he's that's Giannis what, at his You prime. know what it is? Like, whenever I see in video games when a guy just comes down with a catch in Madden and uh, you you said your guy was right there, I just said he just wanted it more. He, he, Giannis just wanted it more at that point. Can't even be mad. I don't, I don't think there's any way that you could possibly argue with that. I think that that finals performance from Giannis was just the absolute definition of a person saying, I'm not going to lose. Yeah, and, exactly. And you know what? Devin Booker was 24 and he wasn't quite there yet. And I'm not surprised that he wasn't able to overcome that. I mean, Devin Booker, two years later now, is a much better player. It, yes, there's but no what question. about that hammy? That's the thing. Is That's that the one thing you got to worry about, about, for sure. But but I, we all know how this goes. Sometimes it's your time. And that was Giannis's time. And he mm-hmm. seized it. And he said, this is my time. This is my title. And I'm not going to take that away from him by saying the Suns were bad. No, no, no. Giannis earned that shit. Mm-hmm. That, that's the thing that drives me crazy is, we take things away from dudes by saying another team wasn't good enough. And I don't mm-hmm. like that. Giannis earned that title. And I will say that against my team, he earned that shit. He scored 50 in game six. It's not about the Suns. That's Pulls about out. Giannis. Yeah. yeah. That's my only thing. So you this you like true. you like the who's coming out of the West then? You I've, said you I've like got the Bucks the and Celtics. I got the Suns. Got the Suns. Out. I feel like it's barring injury, they should come out of the west if it were up to me it'd be lebron but uh it is it was uh you know if i was betting you know that's not where the money is well do you believe the lakers are gonna win a series i think they can upset the grizzlies I mean, they could. They certainly could. I feel like I feel like if they get the second round, they wouldn't feel too bad about the season. But if they lose the first round, they feel a little incomplete. If you I, know what I mean. I mean, I I almost have to grade this Lakers season as a success, no matter what, because mm. the start they had was, the best record since the All Star game. No? Yeah, and, and and they were two and ten. They were atrocious to start the season, and yeah. it's hard to, to come know. from two and ten. To get to the seventh seed in a professional sport. Yep. That is impressive. It's hard for me to gauge that season as a failure. Even yeah. I understand, 
it's LeBron James and Anthony Davis, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. Like there's, there's a certain reality to this stuff. And to me, what the Lakers did this year was awesome. Like just yeah. from a fan of basketball perspective, basketball's better when LeBron is in the playoffs and, you know, for the Lakers to just not Indeed. quit on the season and get there, I absolutely hats off. <laughs> so, gun to your head, Buck Celtics, who's winning? Bucks. Bucks. So, you're picking a repeat, Suns, yes. Bucks. Yes, and, actually. And you're, and you're taking the Bucks in that one, or? I got to know. You know I'm going to make you choose it. Lakers in nine. <laughs> <laughs> Lakers in nine. I fucking love that. Oh, hot takes. Tell me. Tell me your. Tell me the craziest thing. I'm going to tell you the craziest thing that I think Talk is that. Me. By 2025, LaMelo Ball no longer plays in Charlotte. Mm. Where is he played then? Los Angeles. Lakers? Yep. That's funny because I said Jason Tatum, by the time he turns 28, will be playing with the Lakers. Now, okay, so there you go right there. I could see a scenario in which the Lakers, LeBron leaves to go play with Bronny. Anthony mm. Davis leaves because LeBron leaves and Lakers suddenly have cap space mm. and their double signing is LaMelo and Jason Tatum. I still buy that. Mm. I buy that shit. That would be the hottest 32 and 50 team of all time. Like, whoo, boy, that team. Wow. <laughs> you are just a Lakers hater at this point. Oh, you yeah. are just a Lakers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Holy smokes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. I, I fully admit, yo. When it comes to the Lakers and the Mavericks, I am 1 million percent a fucking hater. I have no, I got nothing for either team. I, I like, I at least respect Greg Popovich. Like I can look at pop and be like, that is one of the greatest coaches of all time. And the Spurs have owned the Suns, So that, that I can, I can respect them, but the Mavericks and the Lakers. Mm -mm, nope. I got nothing, but I got nothing, but every single fucking one liner I can think of. That's, 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 that's me. I, Mm, I am sipping haterade. That's not true. I am guzzling haterade, and I am proud of it. Like I am, I'm like at the end of when when you win a bowl game and they pour you know Gatorade on the coach's head, but it's haterade, and it's me, and I'm just pouring it on myself all the goddamn time. Lakers and Mavericks haterade. Give me more. Give me more. Give me more. And I'm all about like, could you come up with some sort of random trade scenario or free agency that makes those cities depressed? I'm all about it. Like I, I will, <laughs> I will indulge anything. And hey, there's another thing. I've, I guess I've said on this podcast that Luca and Lamelo will both end up playing for the Lakers. That would be an incredible 22 and 60 team. So, Holy you know. smokes! <laughs> Holy smokes! The only thing I see is um. Evan Mobley, defensive player of the year next year. You don't think he's gonna you don't think he has a shot this year? I don't think he's winning it this year, but I think he'll win it next year. I think he's got a shot this year. You think so, eh? Who are the <laughs> candidates right now? Him and Jaron Jackson Jr. And I don't know that Jaron Jackson OG, Jr. And yeah. OG still in the race. Uh, the Raptors are bad. It's a little hard to I my only thing is this JJJ. Everyone had JJJ winning it, running away, and he just doesn't mm -hmm. play that many minutes. 
because he's Dallas a lot. Yeah, I wouldn't. I would. I would vote for Evan Mobley this year, straight up. Like, if, if I had a vote, I would vote for Evan Mobley this Second year. Second year defensive player of the year. Holy the Cavs are the best defense in the league, and he's the best defensive player this on the team. True. I don't. This I mean, I don't. True. I don't think it's foolish at all. I think you're right that he probably won't win it this year, but I think. I think there's a chance. I think. I if he won that this year, I would not be shocked. I'm just saying. I fair enough. The JJJ stuff. He I just feel like him leading in the league in blocks is gonna play a factor in him getting it. That's what I feel like. I I think I think you're right. Like if if I was gambling, and he, I mean it would depend on what the odds were. If I was gambling, I would probably pick JJJ. But I'm just saying like. Mm-hmm. That could be one of those ones. Like when Scotty Barnes won rookie of the year and everyone was kind of like, oh, you know, I wouldn't be shocked. That's all I'm saying. I, I also think like, I mean, if you're asking me, would I rather have Evan Mobley or Jared Jackson Jr.? That's that's not even a fucking question. Like <laughs> it's not even a, a discussion. Like if you were picking, if you were picking today an NBA team, for the next 10 years and you had the number one overall pick like Evan Mobley might be who I would take. I know. That, oh, facts. Yeah. Like I know that a lot of people might take Luca, but I really, really value defense. And I versatile Evan, defender. Yeah. Evan Mobley would be right up there. So mm-hmm. I, I, and I, and JJJ would be nowhere near that. And I know that that doesn't necessarily matter for like defensive player of the year, but like, again, Jaron Jackson Jr. plays like what twenty two minutes a game. It's not. I don't foul trouble, man. Foul trouble. It's an issue. Mm-hmm. I, I think, I I think that this Cavs core, as currently constituted, will win a championship. I hope so. I think that they will. I think, and I and I hope so. Saying that about Donovan Mitchell is a lot for me. <laughs> but at letting what you got against Mitchell? Uh, he played for the Jazz. Okay. Right. <laughs> you were, you completely understood it at that point. Yeah. There's a jazz. whole there's a whole thing between jazz fans and Suns fans. I hate that team. But I listen. Rudy Gobert. Donovan scored 71 this year. So I can't even I can't even talk shit anymore. Cause that's mm-hmm. did you hear my podcast? And they needed those points. They they those points. Did you hear my podcast where I talked about that one though? Because I said one thing about that is I think co- I think I, I said two things. Number one, I think in the next five years someone's gonna beat 82. You I think, think so. someone's yes. And I also think that it's not gonna be nearly as impressive. Because if you go Probably back, not. if you go back and look at Kobe's 82 points, the thing mm. I said on that show, he was seven of 13 from three. He only took 13 three-pointers. In that game where Donovan Mitchell hit 71, he made 13 three-pointers. Kobe Kobe was like hit like 18 of And 20. they were trailing at one point in yeah. that too. And Kobe hit like 18 two-pointers. Like he hit an ungodly amount of mid-rangers. Like that game from Kobe was a masterclass of basketball that I don't know that can be never repeated. replicated. Never replicated. Well, because Yo, today's NBA is a three-point contest. It's three points and free throws. Make your your threes. Yo, make your threes, make your free throws, you win the game. That's that's the NBA. I I, I hate it, but it's just what it is. 
bring back the mid range. Bring yo, back the mid range. Yeah, yo, I, listen, you could call me Grandpa Blood Doctor because I will <laughs> sit here and talk about how '90s basketball is what it is, man. I I will, and that's why I love Demar, by the way, because Demar, Demar. What pisses me off about Demar is that if he played in the '90s, Demar would be yeah. a Hall of Famer, and mm-hmm. it just it sucks. He was born in the wrong era, and this you know he true. just he just. I the other thing that made me laugh is I'm rambling at this point. I'm drunk and rambling. We'll kill it, but I wanted to say this. Love Demar Bulls win today. Yeah. A few, a few weeks ago, there was the Bulls Suns game, and they were talking about how Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and Kevin Durant were the masters of the mid range. They were two, three, and they and didn't four. mention yeah Demar at all. They oh, were that's disrespectful. They were two, three, and four, and they had each had seven hundred plus mid range shots over the last five years. And they were like, "These are the masters of the mid range," and they were playing the Bulls. And number one on the list was Demar with twelve hundred mid range. He, he had five hundred more. DeMar DeRozan is the master of the mid-range. Not Chris Paul, not Devin Booker, not Kevin Durant. It is DeMar. I I love my boys, but let's give DeMar his due. He is the mid-range specialist still. All the little pump fake, pump fake. DeMar's going to be 70 getting buckets at 24-hour fitness. That's all I'm saying. Great space in a phone booth. (laughs) Hot takes, anything, NFL, NBA, NCAA, uh, before we kill it. I appreciate you so much. Uh, you coming back see. is what makes this show worthwhile. What Caleb Williams is me? getting a natty before he goes to the league. Interesting. I mean, I'd like, I mean, I, uh, uh, that's a hell of a pick, man. You believe in UNC that much? That's a hell of a pick. That's man. that's a, that's my hot take. That's my hot take. He's getting a natty before he goes to the league. I mean, that's what he thinks. That's for sure. <laughs> um, I can't even. I can't even hate on that one. What do you do? You, how do you? Real quick. How do you feel about Wemby Scoop? Do you think those two are like, like, the next two, or do you think we're overhyped? I hope so. Because I've been hearing a lot of talk about the both of them, and I'd hate to know that they don't, you know, pan out like the hype would imagine them to. The only thing I will say is that every single person who has scouted Victor Wimbanyama has said that he is the greatest prospect of all time. Mm-hmm. And this entire season, no NBA teams tanked like they used to to get him. Like, the Spurs were bad, but the, <laughs> the Jazz, like... The Jazz, like, they were supposed to tank, and instead they let Lowry Markinen carry them to 35 wins. Why would you do that? Like, the the Magic won enough to not make it. Like, I don't, like, a lot of teams. Well, they have Pancaro, though, so. If Wembenyama is as good as he says he is, it wouldn't fucking matter who you had on your team. You would want to add that dude. That's all <laughs> I'm saying. If Wembenyama is LeBron, you don't care if you have Ben Carroll. You want to put LeBron next to Ben Carroll. That's all I'm saying. And I'm surprised at the number of teams that did not tank. And it makes me wonder about this dude's it, frame. Mm-hmm. And they're worried that, like, Greg Oden and Yao Ming and Zion, I worry. I just wonder. I just wonder. Something I need to, to be think done about. It's, it's something, something to think about. about. Not mad at it. You got to come back. 
during the first round so we can talk oh, I'll be about back. what's going on. I'll be back. No, you know I'll be back. We gotta, I'm, I'm taking too much time. We gotta come back soon. We gotta make this happen, baby. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. Bless up, bless up. Shout out to the Blood Doctor. Shout out to Overtime with ENT. We will be making a return soon yes. enough. Yeah. What, uh, are you guys getting ready for the new season? Hyped definitely, up? definitely. We hopefully will have a little draft talk as well. Uh, we'll get some things popping over uh, over time with ENT. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the places. Overtime all the with ENT. Yes, sir. I'm very excited for the new season. I always listen to you guys, and then whenever you say shit, I don't appreciate agree with it. I scream at my fucking phone. I'm like, this is bullshit. <laughs> this is garbage. Yeah, I expect nothing less. That's what I do, baby. Yes, appreciate sir. you. All right, my guy. Man, dude, love you. And that is The Blunt Doctor Show. On this very late Wednesday, very early Thursday, love those around you. Do the best that you can. You will fail sometimes. You will make mistakes. But the hallmark of a great person is not a person who doesn't make mistakes, is not a person who doesn't fail, is not a person who doesn't fall down. The hallmark of a great person is someone who does all of those things and then gets the fuck up and tries again. Don't quit. And that is The Blunt Doctor Show.